0: Prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed non-cutaneous malignancy and is the third leading cause of cancer-related death in Canadian men. Clinical practice guidelines in the U.S. and Canada have recently recommended against routine screening of prostate cancer based on PSA. Some groups have recommended a shared decision-making approach instead. Active surveillance has emerged as a management strategy as well. I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Rodney Brough, Surgical Oncologist and Associate Scientist in Epidemiology at the Ottawa Hospital, as well as Assistant Professor of Urology at the University of Ottawa. Dr. Bro has co-authored a research article looking at the proportion of patients whose low-grade prostate cancer was managed by active surveillance instead of immediate treatment. Hello, Rodney. Hi. Why did you want to conduct this research at this particular time?
1: Well, as a uh, surgeon, I think that I've trained and worked in a period of time where I've seen really a dramatic paradigm shift in the management of patients with prostate cancer, where we're much less aggressive with patients who have low-risk cancer and much more aggressive in trying to cure patients who have high-risk cancer. And I think that this has generally been well-known among prostate cancer clinicians. Um, But truthfully, we didn't really know to what degree this change had occurred. Um, And certainly, I think people who are outside of the management of prostate cancer or patients themselves may not have, have known because there's very little data about how those changes have taken place. So we felt we had a unique opportunity because of our a prostate cancer assessment center in our region that we could look at the changes that had occurred uh, over a five-year period or so to try and quantify exactly what has been going on with patients, especially with, with low-risk disease.
0: Why is it that we have seen this paradigm shift in prostate cancer care? What's been the driver of that?
1: So I think quite proudly, uh, this in some ways has been a Canadian phenomenon or a Canadian idea, primarily driven by uh, Laurie Klotz, who's in Toronto. And I think a number of people had looked at patients with low-risk prostate cancer after they had received treatment. And we found that, thankfully, almost no patients were dying from prostate cancer after they were treated. And I think we realize now that if you have a patient group where Uh, 100% or close to 100% of patients are cured, you wonder if some of those patients did not need treatment in the first place. And so looking at sort of the outcomes of patients with low risk cancer, uh, the idea was that, well, you know, maybe we can delay treatment in those men or potentially avoid treatment altogether if their disease doesn't progress. So I think that was the the sort of uh, genesis of the idea. And then there were a number of groups, again, Lori Klotz, I think one of the pioneers in that way, who who published groups of patients with low-risk cancer who were managed through a form of active surveillance and showed that it seemed to be something that patients would accept, and it seemed to be something that did not expose patients to undue risk. And so over the years, as this data became available, I think it really was embraced, especially by... Canadian clinicians that this was something that would be of major benefit to patients um, and made a lot of sense clinically as well.
0: And what exactly is active surveillance?
1: I think that is a a very commonly misunderstood issue. And in prostate cancer, because some patients will have a very long period of time between their diagnosis and, and metastases of the cancer or death from the cancer, we have embraced for a while something called watchful waiting, and that is very different than active surveillance. So watchful waiting would be deciding not to treat a person and and not to expose that person to the potential side effects of treatment, because we thought that they were more likely to die from some other illness like heart disease or something like that, Treatment, obviously, would be usually given with an intent to cure the patient, whether it was with removal of their prostate through surgery or with radiation or with some other form of of treatment. Active surveillance is very different from both of those things because the idea of active surveillance is that the patient is young enough uh, and healthy enough that they are likely going to live a long time. So that patient may end up developing problems related to their cancer, specifically spread of their cancer to other parts of their body or local symptoms from their cancer around where the prostate is. So the idea with active surveillance is we say, we're not going to treat right now, but we will watch you fairly closely over the years. And if the disease ever gets reclassified, if we find that the cancer seems to be uh, changing in terms of the type of cancer then um, at that point, we would still plan on treating that man with an intent to cure. Um, so it's really delayed intervention to a point only when their disease would put them at risk of having spread of cancer or dying from their, from their cancer. Uh, so it's very different than watchful waiting. And it's obviously very different than immediate treatment at the time of diagnosis.
0: In this study, which sort of patients did you look at?
1: So we had a very broad, inclusive approach. Um, As I had mentioned earlier, we have a regional diagnostic center, which is somewhat unique, and it serves the population around the city of Ottawa. It's called the Champlain Lynn. Um, So any primary care doctor, usually primary care doctor, who would see a man and have concerns that they may have prostate cancer can refer to the center for assessment, And at this center, the patient would be examined and um, a decision would be made whether a biopsy was needed or not. And then obviously if the patient was diagnosed with prostate cancer, a discussion would be had about what their best management is. And we've had this clinic in place since 2008 and we've collected information on these patients uh, prospectively over the years. So we had the opportunity to evaluate them This study in particular focuses on patients with low-grade prostate cancer, and that's the group that I think most of us are are pretty convinced that surveillance is a definite option for them and and is probably the best choice for many of them. So that's the specific group of patients that we included in this study.
0: What did the accumulated data show?
1: So we actually noticed quite dramatic findings, and I think that... uh, we were actually somewhat surprised at the the degree of change that has occurred. I think one thing is we have a fairly large number of patients who are in this situation. In our study, there was almost 500 patients who had low-grade prostate cancer. And if we look back to 2008, the use of active surveillance, as opposed to watchful waiting or treatment, was about 30%. Whereas in 2013, it had increased steadily over the years to Almost 70% of patients diagnosed with low-grade cancer were managed with active surveillance, which is quite a dramatic difference.
0: Now, I know that you can't know the reasons from this study, but what's your personal feeling about what has led to this change? Is it physician preference or patients coming on board?
1: I think it's both. I think uh, the decision on how to manage a man with prostate cancer is very much a, a shared decision. Uh, I think, you know, during this time period, there has been more data uh, from Canada and and from other countries that show that in cohorts of patients managed with surveillance, it seems to be very safe. Um, And so that, I think, has given clinicians and patients more comfort that this is a reasonable approach that isn't going to expose them of a higher risk of, of missing a window of curability, I would say, which is probably the biggest concern that clinicians have and and patients have. So as the data has matured, um, I think that has really emboldened uh, clinicians and patients to pursue this management strategy. Um, I also think that there's probably just some degree of knowledge translation that that takes time. Um, When you see such a major change, it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, it, it happens over a period of time as the idea of surveillance becomes more and more uh, accepted by maybe experts in the field, and then that kind of gets dispersed across all clinicians.
0: Given your vast experience in in treating patients with low-grade prostate cancer, what would be your advice for physicians who are managing or have in their practices patients with this kind of cancer?
1: You know, one thing that we can conclude from this study is that you know active surveillance is the norm, is the is chosen by the majority of patients for people with low-grade prostate cancer. Um, I think you know what we have seen is that treatment really is being driven by the biology of the cancer. So patients who are uh, put on surveillance are usually the right types of patients with the lower risk of, of, of metastases. And also when patients are on surveillance, they're coming off and being treated at the right period of time with their diseases being reclassified. So um, I think what it tells us is that it is the standard and the preferred management approach for most patients with low-grade prostate cancer. And um, again, it seems to be a safe way of managing patients to avoid the potential complications and costs associated with definitive treatments. Um, a very controversial subject is prostate cancer screening, as you're probably aware. And um, the reason that prostate cancer screening is controversial is that there are benefits to screening and early detection, but one of the major concerns is the overtreatment of patients who have disease that is unlikely to spread. And this really does tell us that patients who have this low risk disease aren't automatically going on to receiving treatment, which I think is, is one way that the potential downsides of screening uh, is being mitigated. So there certainly is the potential that we can maintain the benefits that we've seen on our population in Canada, but reduce some of the concerns and the, and the certain harms that are associated with
0: screening. Thanks for joining us today, Rodney. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've been speaking with Dr. Rodney Bro. Surgical Oncologist and Associate Scientist in Epidemiology at the Ottawa Hospital and Assistant Professor of Urology at the University of Ottawa. To read the research article he co-authored, visit cmaj.ca.